Hello and welcome to the In Publishing podcast. This week, our guest is Hero Brown, founder and editor-in-chief of Muddy Stilettos. When Hero exchanged her glamorous London life as a magazine journalist for life in the country, she realised there was a lack of information for women like her who want to know where to eat, stay and shop. Muddy Stilettos was born and over the last nine years, she has grown it from a blog to the UK's biggest digital lifestyle platform for women outside London, covering 24 counties with 250,000 subscribers. I talked to Hero about why she never gives a negative review, how she's built a team of national journalists like her who've moved to the country and know their target market well, and why the recent mass exodus from London has been good for business. And I came out to the countryside, well not even the countryside to be honest with you, it was commuter line into London. I was finding it very difficult to find things to do. I just didn't hear about stuff that that was kind of interesting to me but I knew there was lots of really good stuff out here I just couldn't kind of quite access it I couldn't read about it in the local papers I just sort of thought well you know I'm just gonna have to find it myself basically so I I started Muddy Stilettos I hope that was the idea always just to find really cool stuff that was going on and tell other people as soon as I had that idea I just got incredibly excited and um and it's been (laughs) it's been like that ever since it's just like a it's an addiction really Hero gave her top tips for anyone thinking of launching their own digital publishing startup. Get the tone right. When I started Muddy, I always said it's like Red Magazine, but drunk. So it's kind of because quite often on an evening, I'd sort of be writing after a couple of wines, you know, so it was quite sort of sort of rattled along quite well. I guess once I could see that people were were signing up and were sticking with it, I kind of knew that I'd, um, I'd hit on it. Create a beautiful product. Because we're all national journalists, we do take the writing very, very seriously. But we also have, you know, that the site looks beautiful. So it's kind of a very premium quality product. Um, but, uh, but we're able to, to deliver that in a, with a very local message. Give readers something unique. Maybe the only thing you've got to make sure is that you're doing, you're offering something unique. I think unless you're doing that, you're, you're kind of wasting your time. You know, there's a whole graveyard of publishers out there at the moment, aren't there? And be prepared to dig deep. Anybody listening to this who's got a small business or a big business, you'll just know it is just relentless. There's very few days I ever take off on Muddy, really. So I think anybody starting to think their own digital publishing venture better start making a lot of coffee and and just digging deep. You know, it's amazing. I, I wouldn't do any other job. I'm absolutely in love with it, but it's very hard work. We would like to thank our podcast sponsor, Acorn Web Offset the Yorkshire-based specialist A5 and A4 magazine printer. With high-speed web offset and sheet-fed printing, together with in-house saddle stitching, perfect binding and mailing services, Acorn can cope with the most demanding of production turnarounds. Acorn prides itself on its efficiency and low-cost print production. For more information, visit acornweb.co.uk. Hero Brown is the founder and editor-in-chief of Muddy Stilettos, which describes itself as the UK's number one platform for affluent, fun-loving women outside of London. Hero, welcome to the In Publishing podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. So can I begin by asking what you did before Muddy Stilettos when you were just stilettos? (laughs) Well, yes, I was 
it was stilettos because I lived in London before I moved out to the countryside to breed, basically. And uh, so I was working as a journalist. So I climbed the greasy pole uh, for a number of years in London. So worked for the Independent on Sunday. I edited the Lifestyle Mag there and I was deputy editor at Red Magazine and did lots of freelancing and pretty much had 20 years under my belt um, in those kind of publications before I moved out and started having children. And how did Muddy Stilettos come about once you had moved out? Well, it kind of came about really from personal needs. So I'd kind of, uh, you know what it's like in London, it just goes a million miles an hour, doesn't it? And um, and I came out to the countryside, well, not even the countryside, to be honest with you, it was commuter line into London, but uh, felt very countryside. And, and it was, I was finding it very difficult to find things to do. I just didn't hear about... Um, stuff that that was kind of interesting to me but I knew there was lots of really good stuff out here I just couldn't kind of quite access it I couldn't read about it in the local papers they weren't sort of talking you know to the kind of things that I was interested in finding out about so I just sort of thought well you know I'm just gonna have to find it myself basically and uh so I I started Muddy Stilettos I hope that was the idea always just to find really cool stuff that was going on and tell other people who were maybe feeling the same as I was uh, where they could also find it, and as soon as I, as soon as I had that idea, I just got incredibly excited, and um, and it's been <laughs> it's been like that ever since. It's just like a it's an addiction, really. And so it's a great idea, but lots of people have great ideas, um, but you have managed to turn that idea into a reality. So how did you go about um, turning this this fabulous idea into an actual business? Um. Well, I think I I definitely thought of it as a business right from the beginning. And I think probably, although now it maybe it does feel like, um, oh, yes, that's a, you know, that's an obvious thing to do. Actually, probably back when I started it, it wasn't so obvious. Um, You know, even when I came out here and Muddy Stiletto started as a blog, actually, before we sort of, you know, it's gone through quite a lot of permutations over the years. And uh, people didn't even know what a blog was when I was when I was telling them what I was doing. So it was very sort of early days, but I think, um, I really think just having so many years of experience as a journalist and kind of understanding um, what I was trying to do. And also for me, Muddy Stilettos has never been, although it was a blog in the early days, it was never about me. It was never, you know, I'm not one of those people who is there, you know, taking pictures of themselves with champagne glasses and things like that. For me, it's from the day one, it's always been about the reader. So even if I, you know, when I started, maybe I had 10 readers, but those 10 readers, I was talking to them. Um, so I think I've always been, so I'm, I'm constantly thinking about what they want, you know, how I can offer something different. So I think maybe that, you know, and also if you throw in a large degree of stubbornness as well, which you anybody needs if they're starting their own business, I think that's why we've, um, loss of the course. So who are that target audience and how did you go about identifying them? Well, kind of selfishly, it really was me because, you know, because I was, <laughs> because I was thinking, well, I want to find out what's going on. Why can't I find out, you know, where there's a really nice, you know, cafe that's just opened or, a, um, you know, somebody brilliant has just moved out somewhere, you know, a fantastic chef has just started a, a pop-up or whatever. Um, so I was really talking to myself and thinking, well, there's got, there's got to be other women like me. So um, I, in, in some ways, it was just incredibly easy because also because I, the thing with Muddy is because you'd be still writing the first person. So I talked to the reader direct. Um, it's just like talking to a mate, you know, so it's 
so in that sense, um, I didn't really have to think too hard about it because I was just thinking, well, if, if anyone's going to be interested in what I'm talking about, it's going to be people like me. And so it kind of automatically, I just sort of understood that they're going to be, you know, probably between 30 and 55 in the main. And um, they, you know, mostly women, although I do get quite a few um, men, actually, because they like the um, hospitality and the pub reviews and things like that. Uh, it was mostly women. Probably they were going to have kids. Uh, most likely they were professional um the way that I write uh, was always you know quite humorous and a bit um a little bit naughty I kind of always when I started um muddy I always said to myself it felt like uh, it's like red magazine but drunk so it's kind of because <laughs> like, quite often on an evening I'd sort of be writing after a couple of wines you know so it was quite sort yes. of sort of rattled along quite well and uh so yeah it's in some ways, I didn't have to think too hard about um, who I was writing for. I just hoped, I guess once I could see that people were were signing up and were sticking with it, I kind of knew that I'd, um, I'd hit on it. And so you launched in 2011, is that right? Uh, yes. But, yes. Uh, but really quite, I mean, when it, it did launch in 2011, but at that stage, I was, I think I was freelancing at Marie Claire. So I was just, I was going into London. Um, I was doing it very, you know, very, very part time at that point. That was when it was just for a bit of you know, just starting it really, and would post perhaps only every you know, couple of weeks, that kind of thing. But then um, it got more serious. Um, I think probably about 2013, 2012, 2013. That's when I really started giving it my full attention. So can you talk us through some of the key milestones? Because you went from a blog, which you were only updating when you could, to having a, a very well-established website. And you have a, a network of freelancers, if I'm right, working around the country, each covering different counties. Yeah, so so yes, it started as a blog, just a free WordPress site. With a, uh, funnily enough, I came across my old um, my old logo the other day, which is terrible. It's like this horrible kind of because of its muddy stilettos, it was a very um, literal interpretation of that. So the background was brown; it was horrible. Um, so we started from this really you know, simple site, and then it's had four redesigns over that time. Um, it, I think it was two thousand thirteen, fourteen, right? Maybe it was two thousand thirteen. I started making money out of it so we were we were sort of doing advertising on there and um then I started adding counties um so yes as you say there are there are um editors in all of those counties it's really important to me that a that they're national journalists b that they live in the counties that they write about so they really understand them um but actually a lot of those um most of those um editors now I think with the exception of four or five are all um on staff they they usually work part-time right. because they're mostly mothers but they are um they are PAYE and so how big are you now how many subscribers do you have uh, 252,000 at last count. And, 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 and it's free um, at the point of delivery, but you make money through advertising. Yes. So at the moment, we're an we're a advertising model, which is a bit dangerous, <laughs> a bit dangerous these days. And we're like everybody, we're kind of diversifying and looking at subscription and, um, you know, various other, various other um, bits and bobs as well. But yes, it has been a, an advertising model and successful in that way as well. So we, we don't want to sort of give up on that, but obviously it's smart to um, diversify as much as you can. So if somebody was looking to sign up to your newsletter, what, how would you explain the offer to them? 
well, I would just say if you if you live somewhere, you want to find the very best of where you live. You know, we're a real celebratory website. We, I'm not into trashing things. I don't write negative reviews. Um, I don't write um, glowing reviews if I don't mean them either. I mean, I, I do things by omission on Muddy. So if we had an experience that I just thought wasn't very good, I'm not going to trash it on Muddy, but they won't. I'm not going to be writing about it. Um, so people know it's a really sort of happy, positive, uh, real good, feel-good space, but also that we're very much about curation. We're about quality. If I don't think it's brilliant, it's just not going on muddy. So therefore, we've got a high level of trust with readers. So the whole idea is, you know, they get these newsletters from us and we're telling them how to make the very best of what is let's face it, incredibly precious time. You know, before before COVID hit, we know we were all just going a million miles an hour, weren't we? And it's really hard, you know, if you have that window, that tiny window where you think, right, I'm going to go and I'm going to go out for dinner tonight with my husband. I you know, haven't talked to each other for months or whatever. And then you, you go somewhere and it's not a great experience. It's incredibly depressing. Or you just sort of default to the same things you do all the time because you're worried about you know there's there's nothing else you don't want to take the risk so that's kind of how I've always seen our role so if somebody gets something from muddy in their inbox the two things that I want to have happen is one that it's incredibly useful to them that they're finding out stuff they just wouldn't know anywhere else you know we we dig a lot deeper um you know we direct people really strongly and also really hope that it raises a bit of a titter <laughs> a bit of a laugh because you know life's hard enough isn't it you want to have a bit of a laugh when you read something, I think. And so because you have this model of um, staff journalists around the country, how do you ensure editorial consistency and, and how do you work as a team? Well, I think you have to do, you have to allow journal, you know, these guys on the ground to do what they do. So I've, I'm not the expert in Hertfordshire, so, but I have an expert in Hertfordshire. But so, and that's, part of the reason why you want really good journalists because you know that they and also that their that their taste aligns with yours I know that sounds a bit weird it's a bit like um it's a terrible analogy but the McDonald's burger must be the same across all counties so you know if I'm saying that something is really fantastic well hopefully that you know because our journalists are kind of choosing and they're curating the experience for our readers so there's 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 a lot of um there's a lot of work goes into choosing the right person for the job in the first place. But then obviously we let them have their freedoms and they do their own thing. But then I have lots of editorial meetings. We share lots of content. Um, and yeah, well, I kind of just have, and obviously I have access to all the sites. So we just kind of keep control that way, really. And do you think you're the only um, the only media brand really catering to this market, or do you have any competitors? I don't think we do actually have any competitors. Um, I think we've got a really unique offering, and you know, we absolutely specialise in these women who are outside of London. They are um, affluent, but not in a sort of super posh, hoity-toity way. They've got they've got money that they want. They want to have the best experiences that they can, whether that is, you know, buying themselves something nice or, you know, treating the family to something. Um, we are really different. I mean, obviously, I think because we were a blog as well and we still have this direct voice. So I, the editor, is talking to you, the reader. So from a regional point of view, we've got very, very sticky readers. They really feel that they that they know the editors. They They really, really trust us. So we've got this incredible um stickiness with the reader on a regional level but also then because we're able to 
put all of those 25 counties together and we can send out national messages as well for for advertisers um that means that we're able to you know but nobody else can do that i don't think so you've made it sound incredibly simple monetizing this idea that you had but um but you know many people have tried and failed to do similar things so can you tell me a bit more about how you managed to do that how you managed to turn it from a blog into um a thriving business uh, honestly i just i think a lot of it is stubbornness i think a lot of it is just sweating it out i i suppose the one thing if i was to say one thing that i think we do differently to everybody else i think it well it's two things i think one we really do um dig deep and find the new and interesting. So I'm I'm constantly, I get very excited. You know, my background way back was in sort of pop culture magazines. And, you know, I, I still get very excited about anything sort of cultural and new and different. Um, so we really, really dig deep to, to, to find the new, the exciting, the unique, the quirky. And also, you know, as part of that, we've got a very... Um, you know, I've got a great love of, of small independent shops, you know, quirky, funky, uh, exciting people. And, you know, so all of that feeds into the site. And then I think the other thing is, uh, as I've touched on before, I think it's the humour of Muddy that makes it different. You know, it's personality. Um, it is supposed to be like your best friend who's slightly drunk telling you, oh, I know you've got to try that place. You know, I went there. It's absolutely amazing. So that I don't there's no other there's no other magazine that does that and I think it's because we have an editor who talks to that reader absolutely direct and uh, and that makes the difference and of course I think the other thing is because we're all national journalists we do take the writing very very seriously but we also have you know that the site looks beautiful so it's kind of a very premium quality product um, and but we're able to to deliver that in with a very local message. And what about the revenues? Uh, I mean, you've talked about the advertising model. What sort of information do you need to give to those advertisers about the behaviour of your subscribers? Well, I think mostly they, you know, I think if uh, there's two, there's two things, elements to it. One is regional advertising. So if you're a regional advertiser, you already know Muddy. So you're kind of, you you understand what we're doing. Um, You know, they obviously, you know, we've got... um, you know uniques and subscribers across all the counties and uh, so things are just done on a regional basis national advertisers obviously i think if you've got 250,000 subscribers all outside london all in this very difficult to you know target abc1 women a female group um you know that is a you know, clearly an attractive proposition particularly now isn't it? everyone's everyone's sort of leaving london this sort of mass exodus yes. so um which has been you know that's why we started weekend escapes i think we started that in uh, october just because it was just to talk to that enormous movement and obviously the more people maybe out of london um the more people hopefully who will want to read muddy stilettos so can you tell us more about weekend escapes which as you say you've you've just launched what was the thinking behind that well, I think we're really known for our hospitality offering because our readers want to go to hotels. They want to try out the pubs. They they do want to be the first to know. Um, you know, if there's a pop up in a forest, they'd be the first to go and try it. They kind of would be you know excited to do it or what, you know, that kind of sort of idea. So, um, and of course, we go and check everything out for them. So already we we would say, oh yes, you've got to try this. You know, this pub's amazing. You know, I can't believe I went here for Sunday lunch. You'll love it. Um, so we really do try to direct them anyway on the regional sites but it seemed to me that 
So if we're doing that already, and then we've got this sort of mass exodus from London, this kind of move away from the cities because you know in a celebration of of what we already love on muddy stilettos which is you know gorgeous countryside but also you know kind of an urbane outlook pulled them together um and so weekend escapes with born so we you know on that it's really about again trying to help the reader as much as humanly possible so we cover day trips experiences weekends away um but we also as part of that because on a weekly basis we know what's happening in an area and we sort of have weekly, you know, what's ons, and we're, we're digging around for the best stuff. It means that if you're choosing to go somewhere, we can help you with not just, oh, yes, that's a really nice hotel. But we can say, actually, if you go this week, you're going to find, you know, X, Y and Z is happening as well. So it, we, it's a much more of a 360 offering um, in terms of planning your free time than than anyone else does, I think. And that's just, you know, purely because week on week and day on day, we know exactly what's happening in all these counties. And is that an indicator that you also have um, a potential London audience? So people who are still living in the city, but are keen to escape for a bit? Yes. I mean, I think that's, um, I think that's a benefit of weekend escapes. I hope that London, you know, that it be for anybody who wants to go across any of our counties and they would be able to go and actually for our readers too. So, you know, if I'm a, you know, I live in Buckinghamshire, but if I'm going to go to Cornwall for the weekend, I'll be going on Muddy Cornwall or I'll have a look on Weekend Escapes Cornwall and see exactly, you know, I'll use it that way. So, yes, if you're a Londoner or if you're if you're from anywhere in the UK um, and you want to escape, probably London, you know, most keenly, because obviously we're right the way around the M25 and in fact, blanket coverage from Leicestershire down. So any any of those counties, um, I hope that we would be the go to. Yes, it's definitely a, an area I'd like to grow. Um. So coming on to the Muddy Stilettos Awards, um, can you tell me more about that? Because it it looks like a a very glamorous event. And has it been impacted this year? I imagine it has. Oh, it has. It has. Well, so last year we we usually run them in April to May. And of course, it was just bang on as COVID hit. So they they didn't happen, of course, um, 2019. Um, And we're going to do them in 2021 I hope we're going to be doing them for March but we just have to you know obviously see what happens with with the pandemic but you know the the, um the wards are massive and and they they're actually for me just such a thrill that I still I still love doing them they started as a way really to help small businesses that I saw um in Bucks and Oxen where I where I'm based they just never seem to get the oxygen of publicity. So, you know, you'd always see, oh, the pub of the year or the hotel of the year. But there are so many amazing businesses like, you know, beauty salons or art galleries and bookshop, indie bookshops, those kind of people. And I just thought it would be really fun to do a real feel good um, awards, totally free to enter for everyone. It still is absolutely free for any business to um, to enter it and always will be because that's really, really important to me. And uh, yeah, it was really good fun. We had like little um, cocktail glasses which would move as people would vote. So it was voted by the readers and uh, it just massively took off. And uh, as obviously as we've grown and more counties have been added, we run them individually across all the different counties. And uh, it's it's fantastic. So we've touched on the pandemic, but um, obviously it's been a massive thing for all of us. But because you're covering things to do and um, there still have been things to do, but perhaps fewer of them, <laughs> how how has that affected you? Well, I mean, it definitely has affected us, of course, because, I mean, hospitality, as I say, has been a big part of Muddy and always will be. Um, 
so that was I think everybody didn't they got to, got to the end of March and just thought oh my god what's going to happen but actually so it has been challenging in some ways but actually I do think it's been the making of us as well because I mean we we have lots of um we're quite lucky on Muddy because because we talk to the whole lifestyle of somebody and it's not just about where you want to go and eat tonight we talk we we have a um a very very good school review section so we have our own um best schools guide so we go in review the schools we have so we do a lot of parenting um you know, we we moved a lot of our editorial obviously to, to much more well-being um and we've sort of we, we've got various different bits of a site so we did best places to live in the uk um we've done um we've just actually starting this next week we've started um, an indie store to support those independent businesses um up to and past christmas so with there's been plenty of other things that that we can do as a business and i think it's forced us to uh to work much more quickly in those other areas so in some strange slightly perverse way it's perhaps even done as a favor so it's very difficult at the moment to to look ahead into the future, but what what's in the pipeline for you over the next year or so? Um, it is really hard, isn't it? I, I mean, I don't know. I suppose is the short answer. But the, I suppose the main the thing we're looking at at the moment is the indie store. Um, so that is launching uh, next week and going through to the end of January. But it'd be really nice. I'm thinking that'd be really nice for us to kind of keep that going and. Um, so that would be something that I'd explore for next year. Definitely um, the Muddy Awards will be back next year for sure. Uh, bigger and better, I hope. And actually, we're also introducing our own um, Best Schools Awards. So we we think our school awards are a little bit like um, everything we do on Muddy. I think we kind of come at it with a very down-to-earth, honest, unpretentious kind of outlook. And so we really, our school awards are about... Um, modern holistic education it's not really so much about the sweeping driveways it you know and, and the facilities it's about the you know are the, are we getting the children ready um you know f- for their futures um yeah sort of more holistic outlook so we're really excited about that because we think there's nobody else doing what we're doing in that space so that's going to be happening early next year as well and then i suppose later on you know we're looking at um you know subscription models and how that might work for us but for me I I always want I like to add value rather than take stuff away so I'm just I want to um just really think that through because you know we deserve everything I don't want to um I don't want to mess with that relationship For somebody thinking about launching a new digital publishing venture um maybe in a similar pos- a similar position to you 10 years ago but hopefully not doing exactly the same thing <laughs> <laughs> um what what would be your key do's and don'ts gosh um well I think they maybe the only thing you've got to make sure is that you're doing you're offering something unique I think unless you're doing that you're you're kind of wasting your time you know there's a whole graveyard of publishers out there at the moment aren't there um that are proving that and you know really good ideas that I don't know they just sort of haven't haven't sort of lasted so that would be the first thing to do and then um I'd go and get some get yourself a lot of business coaching and mentoring and make sure you kind of um as lean as possible I think you know the days of sort of you know large staff and you know I mean we've we're we're now um we're virtual again at the moment you know we've given up our office and we're all sort of working from home and just got to be quite nimble haven't you I think that's a word that's probably being overused at the moment but um yeah and also I think anyone 
anybody listening to this who's got a small business or a big business, you'll just know it is just relentless. You know, I there's very few days I ever take off on Muddy really, true, truly, properly. So I think um, anybody starting to think their own digital publishing venture better better um, start making a lot of coffee and and just digging deep. You know, it's amazing. I, I wouldn't do any other job. I'm absolutely in love with it, but it's very hard work. Well, that brings me on to my last question, which is outside of work, what do you do to relax? But perhaps there's not much, much of that. <laughs> sleep. <laughs> I yeah, I sleep. I don't know. I've got three children. I mean, it's what can you do? You're just, you know, you're constantly uh, a drink. I like, to, <laughs> I like to have a drink at the end of a night. And uh, no, I do. I had done. Um, I realized in, in lockdown how hard I was working and uh, I ended up doing like a lot of people at the couch to 5k. So that's been really good. So I do try to just take a little bit of time and go for a bit of a run. Um, we're having a bit of a family um, Shits Creek extravaganza at the moment. So we kind of do a little bit of that. And yeah, I mean, I, to be honest with you, ordinarily I'm out so much with Muddy that I just like to be very quiet at home, just hang out with my, with my kids and, um yeah just lead a quiet life actually brilliant well hero thank you very much for being our guest on the in publishing podcast oh thank you so much for having me it's been really fun a big thank you again to acorn web offset for sponsoring this podcast if you're looking for a new magazine printer then check out their website at acornweb.co.uk or contact Matt Carey on 07714-299-105 or by email at matthew.carry at acornweb.co.uk. Thanks, Hero, for being our guest on the In Publishing podcast this week. If you want to find out more about Muddy Stilettos, go to muddystilettos.co.uk or follow them on Twitter at Muddy Stiletto. Do check out the podcasts page on the In Publishing website, where you can catch up on previous episodes. Thank you for listening, and please join me next week on the In Publishing podcast.